Hi, I'm Wendy Dean. And I'm Simon Talbot. And this is Moral Matters. Today, we are speaking with Brian Cohen and Naraj Swami, who are friends of ours who have begun a company called CMFI. CMFI's gist is that they are trying to make continuous medical education credits, CME credits, from all of the little things that we do during the day and trying to simplify the ways that we communicate in order to get CME credits. Right. It sounds a little complicated when I say it like that, but I promise that as they explain it, it will get simpler. It'll get a lot simpler. And and in fact, the way they do CME is really simple. So it's not this process where you have to send your content in and six weeks later you get approval or you don't get approval. It's something that you can do literally within a matter of seconds and generate your own CME that you can give to people or that you can claim for yourself. Now, we specifically don't want this to sound like an infomercial. We are not here trying to sell you on a product. But Wendy and I met Brian and Naraj over a year ago now, and we felt that they had a way of helping our clinicians get CME for a very reasonable price, while at the same time allowing clinicians to give feedback potentially to their institutions And in this case, hopefully to us so that we can improve the podcast and we can get your feedback on what we're doing. And that was uh, the prime driver behind us, thinking that they would be a useful guest on our podcast. I sort of think of it as a way for clinicians to claim back the whole CME process. Right. To own CME. Yeah. To get medicine back to what it used to be, which is us teaching each other and continually getting better together. Right. So don't see this as an advertisement. This is about us figuring out how to talk together how to get credit for talking together and how uh, we own our CME. So let's have a listen. Today, we are lucky enough to have Brian Cohen and Niraj Swami joining us from CMFI. And um, I'm not going to preempt too much here because they are going to start by giving us a little background about who they are and what they do. So why don't we start with Brian? Sure. Thanks, Simon. Um, so I'm Brian Cohen. I'm a practicing anesthesiologist in South Florida. I've been in practice about uh, 15 years uh, with my own anesthesia company for the last six years and um, co-founder and chief medical officer of CMFI. Thank you. And Naraj. Thanks, Simon. It's Naraj Swami. I'm the CEO and co-founder of CMFI. I come from a family of clinicians, so building a learning tool as a technologist, as an entrepreneur, it was timely and perfect, perfect moment uh, for, for this this launch. So both of you come at this from slightly different angles, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I think we want to kick off by talking about what CMFI is, because there are going to be some of our listeners who may have seen it, heard it, or used it, but I think the majority of people won't know. So can you give us the uh, one paragraph about what CMFI does and what it is? Absolutely. CMFI is built to drive co-learning between clinicians. In English, what that really means is when clinicians are spending time learning from each other through podcasts, through conversations, through impromptu dialogue, just discussing things that matter to them, they can now get credit for it. And it doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take hours. It doesn't take minutes. It takes seconds to give and earn Cat1 CMEs from conversations, moments, all the things they're giving their attention to with each other, right? The things that they care about. It's about them, it's about the clinicians taking control of their their attention and getting a reward for it. 
And that's what the engine is. CMFI allows that to happen organically, quickly, and instantly. But some more superpowers we can talk into. So even more simply, right? We all need to get CME every year. And so CMFI is a way that I can get CME by having online conversations with my colleagues. Is that a reasonable sort of simplified way of saying it? Absolutely. And you're already having those conversations and, and engaging with those experiences. We're not giving you one more thing to do. We're just making sure the things that you're doing, you can claim credit from as well as reward credit in, in those moments. And these are your, your, your CMEs that you have to earn every year. Um, but these, this isn't another platform where you go and meet people or it's not another Facebook or it's not another Zoom. It really is, you know, we've built a solution that meets those clinicians where they are to let them earn credit, choose, opt in to earn credit from conversations they're already having, as well as reward it to other clinicians they're meeting and, and, and speaking with. To me, it seems like it's almost like a digital notebook of the CME that you're doing, that you're tracking on your own, the conversations you're having, the teaching that you're doing, the curbside consults that you might be providing to somebody. It's a way to keep track of that. It really is, Wendy, and it, it can be that, um, you know, and more. It really shifts us as clinicians away from the idea that learning has to happen in formal settings. So, you know, the way healthcare is evolving these days, um, literally minute by minute, um, you know, we can't wait for the next version of the textbook to come out. So I think we as clinicians have sort of evolved into this co-learning environment where we are leaning on each other to keep up with the latest trends, the latest outcomes, um, the latest experiences. And CMFI can act as your tool to, um, again, track those conversations, reward those conversations, incentivize those conversations, and really just build upon them uh, within, within the community and the network that you already have. Oh, that's great. So, Brian, can you tell us how it works? Maybe give us an example in your practice how you would use CMFI. Sure. I mean, the way it works really simply comes down to generating a link. Um, and when I say that, you know, think of kind of the historical way in which maybe you were sitting in a grand rounds and, um, you know, at the end of the, the presentation, there was a link to click on and, and claim your CME. Well, those links don't need to take weeks and months to generate anymore. Um, we give CMFI hosts the ability to generate these links within seconds. And these links are really what drives the learner experience to reflect upon the conversation in the setting in which they're in and earn the CME. Um, so a CMFI host, uh, again, would go into their account within a few seconds, generate uh, a unique link, and that link can be sent or posted with the other learners. It can be texted, it can be emailed, it can be uh, posted on a Zoom chat. Um, really anywhere in which it can be interacted with uh, is, is where a learner can click on it. Um, it's as simple as that. So, while we're doing this podcast, I can go and create a link and put it in the show notes. And then people who listen to the podcast can go click on that link and get CME. Yeah, unless Simon beats you to it, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things we talked about, uh, we've talked about this before, is that there, there are other ways to use this as well, right? So tell us a little bit about uh, how an organization might use CMEFI. 
Yeah, I think it gets really intricate when you go into um, communities that already exist, communities that work, communities in a variety of practice settings. And it really is about unlocking those channels of communication, understanding, um, transparency, and all through a means of a very guided opt-in process, a safe process of sharing, one, what you think about change, what you think about certain initiatives at work, but also getting a sentiment, a pulse on what your clinicians think. Um, so as an organizational leader, you might have traditionally relied on surveys. You might have held long meetings to understand the pulse of your workforce. Take any environment, not just healthcare. Uh, culture isn't something that just comes out in a meeting survey. It's embedded in people's thoughts, how they think about their work, how they approach initiatives, concepts, things in their day-to-day. When you take CMFI and bring it to the practice or to a setting where you've got a team of clinicians all driving towards the same outcomes, that are shared outcomes across, across the organization, and they're working across teams, across organizational as well as individual goals, you really have now created a channel of rewarding CME and creating a shared mentality of those reflections, those insights, that feedback loop back into the system. And in doing so, rewarding folks for credit, rewarding them time because it's really easy and giving a sense of you know, what's going on in those conversations and these concepts and these change management initiatives, um, giving the organizational leader a tool to reward engagement and reward insightful feedback generation. And at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a transcript of thought. It's, it's like Wendy said early on, it absolutely is. A journal and it's it's a journal with tons of permissions and opt-ins and an ability to share what you want to share with folks in a safe way in in a way where it, it becomes part of the solution so naraj tell me if i've got this right if wendy puts a link to our podcast into the show notes and then i'm a listener to the podcast and i click on it and i jot some reflections down there i can choose if those reflections go back to wendy and simon and that's a way for them to get the feedback that they need to improve the podcast. Absolutely. They can choose, uh, you know, whether that feedback goes back to you. But most importantly, when they choose that, we're not sharing who they are. We're not sharing their NPI, their name, their address. None of that. We're not Facebooking it, right? We're not sending you back data about Mm -hmm. their demographics. What we're really trying to get at is the gist of the thought enough enough you know gist of the thought that's captured in that reflection and that's a hundred percent on the learner the clinician to choose the listener of your podcast to choose to share back with you it could be used by you to improve the quality of your podcast or talk about a specific topic i don't think you need to improve the quality of your podcast it's an amazing show (laughs) i think it's something where you can really build on a concept get a pulse of the audience and deliver some more engaging you know, conversation builders or, 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 or momentum. And that's really what the engagement is about. So it gives you some more insight. It's 100% opt-in on the side of the learner. And it's still pretty transparent on the privacy side where we're not taking in their NPIs or their, their names, their addresses, where they practice. None of that. It's just about thought. And so our organizations could use it similarly, I guess. So if we had a grand rounds at our organization that was about the new EMR system and the idea was that we would share feedback, that would allow the organization to hear the feedback from the clinicians to try and 
you know, improve things or, or maximize the utility of what they're bringing in. Is that reasonable to say? That's absolutely true. And I think Brian can share a little bit more about the setting itself. I'd love for, for, for Brian to share a bit about the, the actual reflective content in the nudges and the, the way we're presenting this, um, where we're prompting them to reflect. But absolutely right, Simon. I think that's really the gist of it is the organization now has the opportunity to understand change, specific areas of that change, conceptual level of understanding of how change is being perceived or a topic or an initiative is being perceived, not by one, but by a community altogether. Great. From an organizational side um, or even from an individual side, you know, the, the, the reflections and thoughts of the learner that are going to be generated are going to be sparked by the topic that the host is choosing. So from an organizational side, if there's a new policy and procedure release, if there are new initiatives coming out, um, if it's the middle of COVID and you literally just want to get a, a check on, on, on how we're doing out there, um, it's your conversation, it's your content that's sparking the thought. Our job on CMFI within, within what is captured to generate the CME is a short prompt of reflective, what we call a reflective nudge, um, which essentially um, encourages the learner to take what they just heard or what they just uh, consumed and reflect upon how that applies to their day-to-day. -day. So really what the thoughts that go down on the page stem from the content that's driven from you as the host and comes back as to how that personally applies to them in their practice as the learner. And that's really where it becomes powerful in, in a sense of, um, you know, truly understanding what the clinician thinks, feels, acts upon um, from the content in which you're putting out there. Uh, we, we recently saw some, some pretty impressive examples of this from a, a very large anesthesia company, a national company across the majority of the states in the U.S. Um, and across about 3,000 providers. Um, if you have a, a push that goes out on, for example, you know, uh, some content of blind spots in the operating room, um, and that content now sparks some reflections on what are some of the blind spots in the operating room that, that we know of as risks, um, for example. Some of the insights coming back um, to that organization, to that host, really gives them true insight into what's going on on a very micro level. Um, for example, uh, some of the delays in the preoperative area and why they're being caused that way. And, and, and how do I, as a clinician, take all the stresses of the operating room from that day and transition to home? And, how, and what are some of the techniques I use for that? And what are some of the examples of when I can't do things like that? And, and how does that affect me? So, you know, it, it becomes a, a very powerful um, way for organizations to see what's going on on the ground level. And, and for the clinicians out there learning and acting to have their voices come back in a powerful way. Um, and again, it's taking things they're already doing and giving them credit and giving their voice power. Yeah, Wendy and I speak about this a lot, how building community and building communication 
uh, between the different levels of an organization is such a critical part of helping people to deal with the distresses of the day-to-day environment that uh, that we're all familiar with. And so this sounds like a, sort of a, a twofer. You can both feedback, um, but also get some CME credit for it, which is always uh, always nice too. Yeah, I think, you know, Naraj and I really focused from from day one, very determined to find ways to drive value back to the clinician in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this started well before, you know, COVID really made it even more important to find ways to support us. Um, and the trick became, how do we continue to drive value with a tool back to the back to the clinician but at the same time make every stakeholder in the wheel win right so how do we make the the participants the hosts the clinicians the administrators everybody has to gain something without giving something up right and that really was the challenge that that we put in front of us so on a really nuts and bolts level i finished the podcast today i'm a listener to the podcast and um how do I go and get started? So from a listener point of view, when I click on that link, I'm going to be prompted to uh, claim my account, which takes literally about five seconds. I put in my name and my NPI to establish what we call the Learner Hub account. Um, that's where all of my credits are stored. That's where I go to claim my CME certificates when I choose to. Um, and I can go back and, uh, as Wendy mentioned, sort of see my my reflection journal. Um, so the first time I click on the link, I'm going to be onboarded within a few seconds into that learner hub. Every time after that, I jump right into what we call that reflection nudge. Um, so there'll be uh, two nudges there to, to choose from. I click on the first one, I reflect, I save it, and I earned a half a credit of CME. Um, I can repeat that on a second nudge, earn another half a credit of CME, and I walk away within about a minute uh, with one AMA PRA category one credit. Um, during that process, you know, if I'm a learner and I say, I can't believe Simon and Wendy just presented me this opportunity to take my time of, of listening to a podcast that I was already doing and get come away with CME, I want to do this also. They can always click in um, on a button on that on that CMFI card and they can choose to not only be a listener and a learner, but they can also choose to uh, become a host. Um, and that's really where this network and this community of clinician co-learning uh, really starts to grow and expand. And how much CME can I get on this a, a year? If I, if I, I don't know exactly how many CMEs I need every year. I should know that. But let's say, let's say I really need some CME. How much can I get from this? Technically, we're maxed at fifty credits uh, per mm-hmm. person per year with this. But if if you needed that much. Um, and you're, you're, you'd be in trouble, Simon. So most of us <laughs> average about, uh, the average is about 20 credits per year, um, uh-huh. you know, state to state. So we're going to have a link in the show notes to the CMFI site. Can people go directly to the CMFI site and join that way as well? Absolutely, Simon. We can have individuals sign up directly on the site. Clinicians have a, have a quick ramp in with their NPI. They can get their account created. Organizational leaders that are working with clinicians, brands, you know, you've got folks that are learning, working with clinicians. They can also sign up um, on, on the website. We just make sure, you know, we vet who they are and we, we, we slide them into the account where they can take some more benefits 
like insight generation and rapid link generation and all the other fun that comes for for those organizational tiers. So I can tell you that CME is not cheap because I just relicensed in October and I know that it cost me several hundred dollars to do some uh, CME that I needed. So tell us what this is going to set me back. This is going to be a big dent of nine bucks a month or $99 a year <laughs> for a clinician. And we've deliberately made that because we, 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 we want to see the opportunity here for unlocking community and conversation with each other. Um, and that's really what this is about. For organizational leaders, it's still a, a bargain compared to getting other ways of, of, of credit. And that's really where we've got a $499 a month or a $5,000 or $4,999 a month or a year of subscription. Um, and that really allows the organization to, to reward credit for instant rounds, conversations, all the things that Brian, you and Wendy have talked about. Um, it's, it's, it gives them the power to do that and gain, you know, respectfully gain that feedback and, and, and insights from their clinician community. If I'm an individual and I'm listening to a podcast or rounding with my colleagues and I want to use my own CME account at $9 a month, I can generate my own CME during those events by doing my own reflections. But if my organization decides that they really want to know what's going on within, as you mentioned, Brian, the anesthesia group, they could buy an institutional account and that would be a way that they could get feedback and also give out CME to the faculty that were using it. Absolutely, yes. That's great. Exactly what you said, all with the consent of the clinician learner. Like Brian said, we are built at the heart with that of a clinician. So it's all about the clinician for us. And that's where, that's where the, 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 the data, the privacy, the utility starts. And just one quick question to clarify. If there's an organizational account that's generating links to create the CME, and you put in a reflection, but then don't opt in to give them your data. I assume you still are awarded the CME. Yes, absolutely, Wendy. So the, the, the power of what generates the CME is engaging with the nudge content, creating a reflection as to how it applies to your day-to-day, -day, and hitting save. Um, your choice to anonymously share that data is a, is a separate checkbox that, again, is very clear to the user, and they can choose whether or not to do that. And regardless of that, that, that CME is theirs. Well, I think this was really helpful. i, I got to say, I really understand things better myself, which is great. Um, and we really appreciate your time in doing this. Um, Wendy, are there other things that we want to clarify before we do our bumpers? No, I, I just um, I want to thank you guys not only for coming on the podcast and talking about this, but I really want to thank you for capturing the work that clinicians do no matter what and don't get credit for. So I think this is a really super idea. Absolutely. I, I, I really appreciate exactly what you guys are doing. And I think you're coming to it from the right space, which is from the clinician direction, but also trying to see how we can add value uh, without adding any burden on people, which is wonderful. Yeah, 100%, guys. Um, and and again, it there would no, there would be no reason for it without without the work that that you guys and other clinicians are doing to share their voices, um, and that's really where where I've been encouraged. You know, from a physician point of view, seeing my peers and colleagues out there really leading the way, and you know, not being afraid to put their voice out, put their opinion out, and 
not always be right <laughs> and have conversation and have their thoughts lead to conversation. And, um, you know, every moment is a learning moment, you know, regardless of, of whether you agree with it or not. Um, I think in medicine, you know, this is something we've evolved to understand a little bit more than maybe historically. It's less black and white. Um, there's a lot more gray in there and we're learning together. And, um, you know, we, we as clinicians have a dedication to our patients and to each other. And as long as we keep doing what we're doing and, and people like, you know, you guys, Wendy and Simon are doing what you're doing. I think we're, we're going to keep uh, getting better each day. Yeah, no, thank you both again. Again, really appreciate this. And to, but this is such a full circle for us too. I mean, to bring you back to a little bit of an origin moment in this. Uh, I have four clinicians in the house. Got a, at one point, there was my sister, my dad, my mom, my grandmother, all from different types of specialties speaking at dinner about something interesting <laughs> that happened. Not always talking about the same thing, but ending up with some sort of a learning realization. And when Brian and I were working on this, we're like, you know what? That's a conversation that should get credit. Why aren't they getting credit? It's not about it happening on a PowerPoint or these, these learning sessions happening in a you know, three-day conference. It's in those very moments, just like there's going to be somebody listening to this podcast and having a spark of thought. And that's where that's what the credit's about. It's about that spark of thought. So we really appreciate you giving us that, that space to talk and, and share that story. Um, you guys should be earning credit for just doing this podcast as hosts. <laughs> so we'll make sure that happens. Thank you. But thank you. Thank you, guys. So one of the things that we want to do is try and get you CME for listening to these podcasts. In our show notes for today's podcast, we're going to put a link to CMEFI, and that will allow you to claim credit if you give your reflections. In addition, we're going to put links to all of our prior podcasts. So if you would like to earn CME for listening to all of these previous podcasts that we've published, you can similarly go to those links and earn CME for those podcasts also. So you could potentially finish up almost 30 CMEs by the end of listening to our previous podcasts. There you go. <laughs> As always, thank you for joining us for Moral Matters. Our producer is Dave Young at Widget Studios. To learn more about the nonprofit Moral Injury of Healthcare, you can go to the website at fixmoralinjury.org. If you'd like to support future episodes of the podcast or any of the work we do, you can make a donation while you're there. Our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram links are in the show notes so you can continue the conversation and you can help spread the word by sharing episodes with friends and colleagues. You can go to CMFI and get CME for them as well. And if you subscribe, rate, and review the show, that makes it easier for new listeners to find us. Thanks for listening. And stay well. Thank you.